court. Oh, righty then. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. You are in the right place. We're going to be discussing a lot of things in the crypto verse. But first, I'm Khalif. That's Steve. We're the Crypto Brothers. This is the On the Block podcast where we break down the intricate world of crypto to the people on the block like you, me, Steve, the average person who can understand. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about Michael Saylor, one of our favorites. We're going to be talking about uh, Ethereum test merge. We're going to be talking about MailChimp banning crypto. We're going to be talking about uh, Akala getting hacked. And our number one story of the day, that's right, you're in the right place. We're going to be talking about Tornado Cash and all the onslaught and the the repercussions from this. It's uh, deep and wide and basically crypto Twitter is having a conniption fit and they should. Um, But before we do all that, how you doing over there, Steve? Good, man. I'm good. I'm I'm, 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 uh, I always like it when I'm prepared. You know how I go. Good, good, good. Steve is always prepared for you. Always has something juicy for you. For crypto, we're here about learning what's going on in the crypto world today and how that relates to the average common person folk like you and me. Uh, If you guys don't mind, we're going to start with the market like we usually do. And I'm going to share my screen. Why? Because I ain't greedy. (laughs) (laughs) What we got going on here? Man, we we a little ready red. A little ready red. Ready red. A little uh, grapefruit. We a little grapefruit orange, maybe. I ain't scared, though. I ain't scared. No, I ain't scared. That's that's probably the hourly anyway. It's the day. Let's see what the, the week looks like. Better. For mm-hmm. sure. Let's see what the month looks like. Deep green, forest green. Yeah. So if you guys were dollar cost averaging, like we recommend, and you were picking up about a month ago, well, your Bitcoin is 13% higher. Your ETH is 37% higher. Uh, you know, let's round out the, the top 10 market and see what that's talking about get rid of these ads maybe later i'll do that okay we have bitcoin at twenty three thousand four hundred and twenty four it's a good come up ethereum eighteen thirty one it was over uh two thousand for a little split not for a minute a quick minute yeah, over the weekend um <clears throat> we're gonna skip by tether usd uh we got bnb which is sitting at $307. We have XRP at 37 cents. We have uh, Cardano at 53 cents, Solana at $41.14. Rounding out the top 10, Dogecoin has bumped out uh, Polkadot right. and <laughs> at eight cents and it's up 14% on the week. Uh, real quick, uh, polka dot which might be a, a great mid cap buy uh pre bull run uh many are thinking because you know when it heats up again it's these uh mid cap gems that are going to outperform king bitcoin and queen ethereum 
Right. And speaking of which, we got AVAX and Polygon might be on that list as well. Um, this is looking like a little rally, Steve. Is it uh, fool's gold or we, we is the first leg of the bull? What's happening? Uh, <clears throat> my gut, and this ain't advice, this is just my gut. It's just sideways movement, man. Mm-hmm. It could be e- easily drop. We could easily drop back down into the 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 the, 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 the teens mm-hmm. on Bitcoin, and we can easily get back to a, a G, just a straight thousand on Ethereum. Um, I think we're we're looking at new normal, but I, effectively we're just going sideways. Mm-hmm. I think okay. folks are waiting on Chairman Powell's uh, minutes which come out next week to kind of see whether or not we actually have uh something going on is he gonna is he gonna stop uh adding on to the interest rates the core interest rate or um is he gonna pile on again another 75 to 100 basis points who knows so I think everybody's kind of gearing up for that. And then we had some good news from Ethereum. Um, we had some good news about some of the other altcoins. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I think it's just the new normal for okay. right now. Well, you can clearly see what I have up. Pull it, I pulled up for the people that are watching, uh, just listening and not watching. I pulled up the total uh, crypto market cap. And you can see since about July, early July, there's been a rally, a rebound. You can just draw a straight line from about 800 billion, little, little over 800 billion, maybe 900 billion to well over a trillion. Now we're about, you know, what would I call that? Trillion at, at 1.2, a little over a trillion, yeah, 1.5, 1. something like that. So uh, we're not yeah, explosive. At one point, yeah, one point. We're not going exponential, but it's a, a relief rally, I believe. And I think I think you're right, man. We're going to chop sideways. And for those uninitiated, that means we're just going to go up and down and, and it kind of a range. And right. um, that kind of leads to what a lot of people are saying, Steve, about uh, this might be the new bottom 20,000 might be the new bottom for Bitcoin. And that might lead to like a lot of technical analysts, um, uh, what they, what their theories are, because a lot of, uh, TAs say that it's good to mark a bottom from a previous high. And, but that would be the past cycles, previous high 2017 for those who weren't there, uh, 2017, we had a high of around 220,000 uh, before it was a long, horrible, painful crypto market, crypto winter, uh, we call it, where it withdrew down back to about 3,000 range. And uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that was that was more than a winter, bro. That was mm-hmm. that was a major ice storm. <laughs> it was an ice <laughs> age. Then we got hit with the C word and uh, the pandemic, right. and we 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 were treading around ten thousand, seven thousand, and it just puked 
back down around three or four and that was like the beautiful time to pick up right uh, everybody was scared didn't know what was going to happen stocks uh wet the bed and everything wet the bed and uh even energy and then energy just roared back that's probably the only thing that's making billionaires right now um but i think that this is bitcoin and crypto finding its floor finding its base the longer it stays in this range um i think the more explosive the run will be it kind well, of remember, coils up kind remember of remember when we were yeah remember when we were sitting home me and you were talking about the fact that that, that we, we're about to hit that trilly and mm-hmm. then it went from a trilly to two trilly you know what i mean and we're ecstatic mm-hmm. and everything's mm-hmm. going crazy mm-hmm. that's why i said i think we're probably just going sideways you know we're a trillion dollar market which means mm-hmm. that we have we don't have all the institutional players but we got some majors that are playing around now now they're now they believe so like i said last week i think once the bull run comes this time mm-hmm. no telling what's gonna happen are we gonna see 100 100k bitcoin I don't know, but I'm still putting my bet in on 96 to about 110, 115 on the next okay. go. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm starting early. Um, I think I think one infrastructure is being put in place so that institutional investors can get get down on the next run, mm-hmm. which is going to change everything. Um, and so uh, Ethereum flipping over, and most people don't realize how many institutional investors are really gung ho about Ethereum. So you know, don't be surprised if you see a ten thousand dollar Ethereum down the road. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now. So now is the time to be paying attention. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some new players that pop up um, and, and kind of take over. Uh, some of the, the the underlying other altcoins, mm-hmm. um, but that's the fun of this, right? That's what that's what keeps us around, for sure. That's for sure. Uh, what do you see on your screen, Steve? Yes, yes, macro and all, but that's priced in and stocks. Gray line are already back at end two thousand twenty one levels. BTC to follow. So, Plan is- B. This is from the infamous, now infamous Plan B. Hate him or love him. He's had a lot of detractors uh, recently because he was calling uh, over $100,000 and everybody was going crazy with laser eyes, including myself. I got kind of swept up into it, but it's not just because of him. It's what I expected for years. Uh, I expected face melting uh, rises. Uh, this bull run and it didn't really it it didn't really melt faces comparatively uh to the crypto market like we're used to the things run crazy hot um i didn't see the static euphoria that i've seen before but if you just look at the numbers plainly and just look at the data and just you know kind of remove the psychographics and all that stuff like that you know psychology is a huge part of of trading in general, right. not just crypto. Right. Um, 
look at the numbers and, and the trough was uh, when COVID hit it and it dropped to 3000 and then we went to 69. That's over 20 X. Let's just say 20 X. I mean, and then was, we lost, and then we lost what? 80, 80%. <laughs> but remember we got another having to come up, man. We got right. another having to come up. Right. So, so I'm not sure what exactly plan B did to make this a new chart. Maybe he's trying to hold on to his 15 minutes of fame. Um, but, uh, it, you know, maybe we'll dig into this a little later or, or, or in the next one. I just wanted to show the audience that, you know, you could just visually see uh, for the people that are not watching that he still expects uh, Bitcoin to continue its upward march. Um, but look, it's I don't know if it's because it's zoomed in, but uh, it's not we're not talking about the millions right right now we're talking just trying to get over 100,000 so uh, what is he what is he really saying what is he really saying i think that i think he and this is the way i take plan b he's just a a a a very knowledgeable numbers guy like he he understands the numbers mm -hmm. I think a lot of people thought that he had this magical understanding. Hmm. But if you look at what Bitcoin really did versus what he predicted, he wasn't really far off until the shoes dropped, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I, I always take these things with a grain of salt, man. Like I, if you if you bought all the way in that 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 uh Bitcoin was going to 250k then you know that's on you <laughs> no nah, that's on you now if yeah. you said you know if you say you know what i don't see it going much past 80 grand i can roll with you on that you know what i mean you I were saying that long you were saying that was it still i think it yeah. was even that's last year everybody was wilding that's yeah, what everybody was wilding i was he like was man wilding, and he was like i think it might kiss 90 and come back down yeah. So and I, I was mean, off, and my thing is I was off by twenty, right? But that was uh, it's like the price is right. Whoever gets closest without without going over, right? You would have won. <laughs> Come on yeah. down, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> I mean, the the key piece here is I think for the the listeners and the watchers, the key piece here is is now is where you you plant the seed. So if you missed the first run, mm -hmm. right? You didn't get in at ten thousand. You didn't get in at three thousand. You still have time to go up from 20,000 or 23,000 as it is today to the next time it gets to 60. We can we can pretty much be rest assured we're going to see the 60s again, mm -hmm. right? But would you rather try to jump in it at 45 or would you rather carry from what you did from 20 all the way up to 60? You're still, you're still good, right? Mm -hmm. um, so don't sit on the sidelines and 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 play lettuce man you know just just go ahead and dive in if you're going to dive in now's the time mm -hmm. to start doing what you need to do otherwise don't come crying when you was like ah i wish i would have got in when it went down to 18. right <laughs> you know at these levels uh 
this is not the chart for it, but it's kind of uh, reminiscent of it. The 20 day, 200 day moving average where uh, Bitcoin has revisited and we're hovering around those levels now where it actually touches it. And usually uh, it doesn't go much below that. And if it does, it's short lived. And then we we recover eventually hard to time these things. Not a financial advice, of course, but um, all indicators would say even on the beer, even the beers would say if you're going to uh, collect and um, stack, it now's a good time to stack compared, you know, historically speaking. All right. All right. We're going to end off on that note with that. And we're going to jump in to the news. And the first story of the day is my our, our man, Michael Saylor. He is back at it again, talking about talking to his critics. People are saying, for those that don't know, uh, Michael Seller was recently in the news for uh, stepping <clears throat> down as CEO of his company, which he was CEO for 33 years. Nobody even comes close to that in Silicon Valley. Uh, he's been doing it a long time. He's been allocating money for a long time for his company. He's been uh, beholden to his board and shareholders for a long time in his company, even though he owns the majority of his uh, sh- controlling shares, 65% or something like that. He's the big dog, but he, you know, after you're the big dog for so long, you know, you want to step back, let somebody else run the company that you trust and be able to uh, fall back to the board and kind of run things from there without being the lightning rod that a CEO is. And, um, I'm gonna let you get into it, but he's basically uh, dunking on his haters, right? <laughs> yeah, Mike. Mike put this out. When he put this out on the 11th, Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike needed to go ahead and set the record straight. I appreciate him doing it, right? You got a lot of you got a lot of folks in the news that think they know Michael Saylor and they think they know MicroStrategy. The man's been in business over 30 years, like you said. It's a billion-dollar company. And in 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 one quarter alone, I think his revenues was uh, what <clears throat> I forget what it was, but it was over a hundred something million dollars or a hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the dude is he's a solid guy. He's a knowledgeable guy. Mm-hmm. He might be a little bit of rah rah, but that's what we need. We need Michael Sailors in order for the institutional investors. I, I just spoke about it when we went through the market update, right? the institutions are keeping us afloat yeah we got a lot of um uh uh over-the-counter regular traders like such as me and you out here buying btc and eth and whatnot and that'll always be but for us to go to the next level me and you talked about this back in like 2016 when we were we were hitting the 2017 when we were hitting that 20,000 or 19,000 whatever it was mm-hmm. um we thought they were getting in then, but it took them another two plus years to jump in. And mm-hmm. only a couple of them are in, right? It's not everybody, right? It's not It's not, not all institutions. So MicroStrategy um, is a pioneer. Michael is a pioneer. He's bet, he's bet the farm people, like, let's keep it a buck. Let's, let's keep it a buck. Like it, mm-hmm. it's very clear cut. Um, it's his primary treasury reserve asset. 
He acquired 21,000, almost 22,000 Bitcoins at an at an aggregate price of around 11,000 per coin, which means technically speaking on that first purchase, he's still way up mm -hmm. on that $250 million investment mm -hmm. or change or taking cash out of the system that was devaluing itself at around 14% per annum, mm -hmm. right? He had a bunch of cash on, let, let me repeat that. He had a bunch of cash on his on his PL that he mm -hmm. didn't know what to do with. Mm -hmm. You know? And he took a $250 million bet that is still up roughly double from where mm -hmm. he bought at. Mm -hmm. So that means that he didn't lose 14% in value. It means mm -hmm. he gained close to 50%. Mm -hmm. So um I, I ride with well, Michael. It's, well, it's double. It's a hundred percent percent. I'm sorry, a hundred percent. So he didn't lose anything. Technically, that's on that trade. Now he right, did buy at much higher prices. I think right. the total aggregate price is around thirty thousand or something like that. Not too far from where we are at twenty three, almost twenty four. Right. Um, I think in the long run, it's just you know history will just see Michael Seller well, as the visionary he is when when we're over a hundred k and all of that. Right. So so even if we even if we even if we look at it the way we typically look at it, he's dollar cost averaging in at huger chunks. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's picking and plot. It, it's very hard. It's easy for me, me and you to go and go buy sacks. It's harder for a company with two hundred and fifty million dollars worth of cash to say, let me in. Because right. if he makes a, a huge bet at 20 at 20 at two hundred fifty million dollars right. and the price surges, now he can't buy more. So it's a lot more difficult. And I think people are easy to say, ah, now you're holding, now you're holding yeah. the bag. You know what yeah. I mean? And I mean, like, it's a lot of clickbait. It's a lot of hit pieces coming out. I mean, but right. all of that is just for you to click, right? Right. Anybody, anybody intellectually honest or like familiar with the situation or know uh, financial uh, situations like Mike does, uh, you know, how they did it was very smart. Right. They took cash, which is trash, which is being devalued from inflation. It's like a melting, melting ice cube, as he would put it. Uh, he said he would rather he's getting a lot of knock because of the highs and lows and the volatility. But Mike said he would rather win in a volatile way than lose slowly. Right. Slowly just lose and lose and lose and lose and lose. Because let's say you have 250 million, let's say flat 200 million, and we have inflation at 9% year over year. That means next year you're going to have, let's round it out to 10%, 10% minus, you know, that's 180. So your 200 million, you'll only be able to buy $180 million worth of goods or services with that next year. Right. And then after that, you know, 10% of that, it's just a melting ice cube. So, right. and then he also had a tweet. I don't know, uh, maybe I could pull it up later, but he lists how since he began this strategy, his first purchase, um, his the performance of his portfolio and his company Right. Stock versus the entire yeah. S&P 500. Yeah, I saw that. 
right so over like 90 something percent he's outperformed over 90 something percent 98 yep. percent or something like that yeah um he's also outperformed gold he's also outperformed many of these indices indexes he's uh and his company's share his company's stock is something like 130 percent up mm -hmm. so where's the where's the l Right. So you get, you, I'm not going to no name. I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not going to name any dudes, but I, I, I name unsubscribe. Them, Come on, man, man. name them. Man. Man, I'm gonna unsubscribe. I unsubscribe. Okay. That I unsubscribe from their podcast. I'm probably going to unsubscribe from their YouTube channel, right? Because they got they got you got guys that are just looking to get views, and I get it, clickbait. Mm -hmm. But at least help people understand just mm -hmm. how important a Michael Saylor is to what we're trying to accomplish. And right. by the way, people, he jumped in in 2020. Mm -hmm. He's new. Mm -hmm. he was, you know what I'm saying? Technically, he's new. He knew about it, but mm -hmm. he's new, right? right? He, you know, you know, this is these are these are this is a guy that, like I said, he he's bet the farm. He's imagine, all in. Imagine if he did it 2018 right how would the story be told then right so we could just fast forward maybe two years from now and it'll be 2024 around this time we probably have undergone the having mm -hmm. event and which would uh, historically sets off the new bull market correct so uh i don't i don't know it's just like it's like to, you know kind of political type of thing people are set in their ways you're not going to sit at the dinner table and meet somebody that's like on the on the other team if you're red and they're blue right or you're blue they're red it's not much you're gonna say you can't change their mind that's at the right. dinner table you're not you're just not gonna do it and i don't think it, it could even really be done unless something personal and like tragic happens to them where they're like oh i was i was wrong the whole time like you know nobody changes their viewpoint like take take for example uh warren buffett and charlie munger you know right. two guys i think I, you know they're considered one of the greatest investors value investors of all time but they just can't see what's going on and they, well, they, they don't have to. They have the luxury. They, don't they have, have the luxury of winning for so long on such a large mm -hmm. scale that a trillion dollar market cap is chicken feed to them. They ain't yeah. even tripping. Like yeah. <laughs> they're not tripping off off of missing this boat. And they're probably right. looking at their runway like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not whatever they are. Ninety check out, right? Then that night is like, man, I'm, I'll be lucky if I get another decade. Right. What do I care? I'm good. Right you know what i mean like i'm really good mm -hmm. so i i get it some you know it would be nice to have a, a warren buffett really sit and, and talk to people because people love him people listen to him but maybe michael saylor's that next warren buffett you know what i mean mm -hmm. Who knows? i think so and uh buffett and munger are notorious technophobes they were like late to the party whole uh internet revolution it took them 20 years to buy Apple. Now they're one of the biggest uh, shareholders right. of Apple. But, you know, maybe they're when they're gone and they're and uh, 
you know, their trust or their fund or whatever that they'll be investing in Bitcoin 20 years from now uh, when they finally get it. All right, let's move on to the next topic. That'll do it for that one. Salute to Michael Saylor. All right. Next up, we have uh, Coindesk reporting on Ethereum. And this is weird, man. Like, why can't this is such a funky. uh, Yeah, they got some. Yeah, they got some. Yeah, it's a funky UX. Definitely a funky UX, man. Coindesk. Yeah, it's like you can't even see the title. Coindesk is reporting that Ethereum's third and final test net merge goes live on Gearly. Gearly. Right. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. uh, Gearly. But it was a two part test. It was a two part. It was a two part test. Uh, First part happened at the beginning of the month. I mean, sorry, the end of July and then Mm -hmm. the second part in the early part of August. Mm -hmm. And both went well, which is why everybody's so pumped and why Ethereum has been um, pumped. (laughs) Yeah, beginning some, you know, kind of had some 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 rhythm coming its way. Um, I think it's all good news. Uh, There is some undercurrent of the proof of work. Uh, outfits wanting to um, take take on just being a, a, its own chain, mm-hmm. but you got ETH Classic, man. You got other stuff that you can mine. Um, got you got you got you got blockchain. I mean, you got a uh, Bitcoin. Um, so I mean, I think this is really good um, to see. I, I was like in my mind, I was saying twenty twenty three. But next month they're they're trying to they're gonna be trying to, to make that that jump to the beacon chain. So let's hope, let's hope everything goes well. Hmm. For me, uh, uh this is all around great, right? But it's like great on the long term trend for me. For me, I see this as another buy the rumor, sell the news, like when Ethereum was $1,000 about a month ago, that was the time to ride this wave. I think we're going to hit a, a little hiccup. Um, I would have You know, that. when the news comes out, when the merge is successful and it's all, you know, said and done, I think there's going to be, as per usual, a retracement. Nothing too drastic, you know, but it's definitely going to be a retracement. And, um, and then, you know, we take the stairs up at some point in time but not the elevator or the escalator as some people are hoping <laughs> or, or feeling you know feeling the hype right. I, I, i'm starting to be more sensitive to the hype where it's like uh you know you i recognize this feeling guys and like guys you you'll know it's it's hypey when you're like the people that you interact on a normal basis who never talk about crypto suddenly they're talking about crypto like you know you should invest in ethereum and bitcoin and like right. I, I never heard ethereum i never heard bitcoin come out of your mouth and now you're like an an expert on it that's when it's a little too frothy that's just one of the signals that i, I a look lot out of, for yeah there's a lot of truth to that man there's a lot of truth to that you know so uh what does this mean for the people on the block steve what does the merge mean for ethereum 
known as the uh, crypto's largest commercial highway. I like that. Um, it means that um, you should be buying a good amount of Ethereum. And if you can, start staking it because uh, going from proof of work to proof of mm -hmm. stake means that you have the ability to fight inflation with your with your investment into ethereum mm -hmm. um and so uh there is an inflation fighting pro part to the protocol that's burning eth even as we speak mm -hmm. so the amount of eth in the world is decreasing at a rapid rate so that hasn't even taken into account yet right and as we get into a situation where uh the beacon chain is live and we're 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 now a proof of stake protocol not a proof of work protocol um and as you as the deflationary um parts of the the protocol start to really gain momentum mm -hmm. um ethereum is going to a lot of people and we keep repeating this a lot of people start are starting to call starting to look at it and saying it's a possibility it could be hard money you know it could be looked at as hard money just like bitcoin what um, is hard money um for the audience? Hard, what's an easy way to explain <laughs> hard money it's that's a terminology that's not easy to explain so hard uh bitcoin is hard hard money because um even though you can borrow against it it, it's 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 a man you asked me a good ass question man that's a great question hard money how do yeah how do i explain well, how do i explain faces, hard money to the masses in well one of the form? foundational principles of of hard money and of bitcoin is that it's not easily created you can't just print it up right uh it has a hard limit of 21 million for bitcoin and also I think what Steve was trying to get to uh, was that there is, um, what, what do they call it? There's nobody on the other side of the, the, the trade. Like when we, we, we spin up these financial uh, vehicles and, and we, we give loans out and we create money out of, of thin air, yeah, yeah. right? You know, they, they say Bitcoin is a, a apex asset apex predator asset or pristine collateral because it is unto itself that it, it is a value itself it's hard money it's not uh fabricated it's not uh created with the stroke strokes of keys um there are what, what do they call that though like they, when you uh, in size when you have two sides of a trade, um, not the, uh, uh, um, good question. Okay. So we're here to teach, right? We have it in our brains. Like, look, that's a hard money loan. You know, what does hard money mean? Right Why? There? If you close that, and look, see right there, it says hard people ask, go up. Nah, go right there. What, what the, there you go. That's a hard money loan. Loan. 
That's the, the the loans are coming up. <laughs> why is why is Bitcoin hard money? Let's see what what Google. Bitcoin is the purest form of hard money ever created. Elasticity. Take that. You were looking for the word elasticity. No. Um, the 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 risk on the other side of a trade on a bearer asset is what I was thinking. Because uh, divisible, yeah, they talk about the uh, divisibility and the hard cap. Here's some examples of how hard money is used in a financial term. Hard money loans, hard money funding. All right. <clears throat> well, with hard money, with with. When, if you if you deal in hard money terms versus uh, uh, currency creation, so anytime a loan is anytime a loan is created, you're creating money. With Bitcoin, there are only 21 million coins. So if you own a coin, right? In order mm -hmm. for you to in order for you in order for you 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 in order for you to create more of it. You mm -hmm. can't create more of it. You can only you can only have a part that you own. So we talked about Michael Saylor as at, at number five. The the twenty one the twenty one thousand bitcoins that he owns uh, will continue to 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 fluctuate until such time as that last bitcoin is made and the the market is solid. So it's it's going to be hard. You can't create any more can't create any more bitcoin mm -hmm. i mean i guess i guess you could i guess you could do anything you wanted but technically speaking right now nobody's in nobody's talking about creating 22 million bitcoin right mm -hmm. the, the 21 is it once that 21 is met that's that's a wrap so with ethereum bringing it back to ethereum the more bitcoins that are burned means that they're going to be less in the marketplace which makes it a more sounder currency and because right. ethereum is a transactional so many transactions happen on ethereum even now mm -hmm. right it's got its own it's its own sovereign uh economy um the the miners right now are getting fees the gas fees uh the validators are getting some of those fees so if you if you look at there is a site and we talked about this before there is a site that looks at the economy of ethereum based on the transactions based on the the mining of blocks and that kind of thing and when you look at it it's probably a two or three billion dollar chain on its own on its own right um that could very well change into trillions simply because of what has been created and and the amount of brain power that's sitting there creating um look at the brain power to go from proof of work to proof of stake it's unprecedented mm -hmm. like there's there's no they will be the first to do it well what does that mean right mm -hmm. <laughs> you know for the for for ethereum the token or the coin or whatever you want to call it um i'm gonna pause right there and uh, it won't pause. I don't know why it won't pause. Yes, 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 indeed. And just to put a bow on that, I'm going to read an actual definition, which is what we touched on 
at the top of this talk what hard money is uh there's a definition here their definition applies to gold as well as bitcoin it explains the attraction of both and also explains why bitcoin is hard money even though even more so than gold here it is hard money is a medium of exchange that is literally hard to produce hence the name hard money right ask yourself why is gold the current hard money standard and not say copper or tin Gold is the world's foremost monetary metal, not just because it's stable, long lasting and attractive. There's far less gold in the Earth's crust by volume than there are quantities of other base metals. As such, it takes far more work to pull gold out of the ground. There is just less of the stuff to be had per cubic ton on Earth. This means producing more is hard, especially relative to the stock of gold that already exists. And this, of course, as they said, can be applied to uh, an analogy of Bitcoin, which if you use the stock to flow model, which we were just kind of uh, alluding to with uh, plan B, um, at the next halving, gold will be far more precious or rare or scarce than even gold. There will be, yeah, Bitcoin. Bitcoin will be the rarest commodity on planet Earth that we have ever seen. Right. And that's just going to happen in the next two years, guys. So, uh, yeah, so they're saying, yeah, so the, the tie the, the tie to Ethereum in this same mm -hmm. discussion is now that you're burning, now that you have the burning um, protocol, you have the burning part of the protocol where they're burning ETH and then folks are staking ETH, there's mm -hmm. going to be less supply of ETH, which is going to make it harder, uh, make it a harder money, right? Uh, right. And so that's that's where that comes in. Right. And I believe I, I saw something, I'm not sure, I saw something called the triple halving of Ethereum. Really? I don't know what that is, but it sounds oh so tasty. It sounds yeah, like yeah. it's going to make it even scarcer and, you know prices might do something like a rocket boost we're gonna uh leave that there hard money is hard to produce we're gonna go to the next topic which would be oh before we we jump off of that really quick this is for those guys that are guys and gals that are not watching the screen i just pulled up here a chart on trading view of ethereum versus bitcoin many people are wondering well should i buy bitcoin or should i buy ethereum well if you are a purist or you just don't want to be bothered you cannot go wrong with stacking sats just bitcoin cruise control set it and forget it you won't lose over time nobody's right. lost uh stacking bitcoin if they held it for more than three and a half years something to that effect um but sometimes just like the silver to gold ratio, sometimes silver runs hotter than gold, meaning the price uh, spikes and the ratio of how many silver pieces it costs to buy one piece of gold fluctuates, right? Rises and falls. And the lower it is means the higher the price of silver probably went um, compared to the price of gold. And gold and silver usually historically has a 12 to 1 um, ratio. Now, 
a lot of people it's not it's not factual it's not like uh it's not a rule but it's just a hard fast kind of like kind of uh rule of thumb as you would say it's not a scientific law that gold has to be a certain ratio to silver but curiously uh ethereum and gold are kind of doing the same type of dance if i flip this what i'm looking at now ethereum and bitcoin if i flipped it to bitcoin ethereum uh you'll see that it's it's it, it fluctuates between a ratio of 12 or 19 to 1 and but right now we're looking at ethereum to bitcoin and you can see uh throughout the past four or five years that we're basically in the upside upper part upper swing of the historic ratio between bitcoin and ethereum uh what does that mean i said all that to say what is a better buy at this moment and here's kind of a cheat code well look how bitcoin is performing against ethereum and historically speaking we're we're up here right bing 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 this means ethereum is outperforming bitcoin and lower troughs would be down here and even lower like recently this year when i think uh ethereum had kind of like dumped the bed right and went to below a thousand and bitcoin was kind of holding steady around 21 20 000. and um since then uh ethereum has doubled and price and bitcoin is you know gained but not gained like ethereum 37 40 percent over the past month uh bitcoin is like 13 percent so if you're looking at this and wondering you know i have something to dollar cost averaging i like both ethereum and bitcoin but i don't know which one to put my money on this is a good cheat code look at the ethereum bitcoin chart and see which one is running hot on this particular chart, Ethereum versus Bitcoin, um, you can see that Bitcoin's outperforming and it's probably a little too hot right now compared to Bitcoin. I'd buy some Bitcoin. Now, if it was down here on this chart, that means Bitcoin is outperforming ETH and ETH was is probably due for a run in the next few months or what have you. And I, it's either way, it's underpriced or undervalued. And I, I then I would buy some Ethereum. Right now, I buy Bitcoin, and yesterday I did pick up some more Bitcoin. Uh, I have a steady Bitcoin uh, dollar cost average that I do no matter what. And then I have a pot where I decide Bitcoin or ETH. And yesterday I decided Bitcoin. That's all I wanted to say. It's a good plan, buddy. That's a good plan. Thanks, man. I like that plan. Thanks, man. So I, it, it kind of like almost guarantees some upswings uh, for you as a trader. But let's jump into our next story. And we have Blockworks reporting that MailChimp is banning crypto companies again. What's going on, Steve? Yeah, MailChimp, um, you know, it's owned by Intuit, which does... Um, the accounting accounting mm. software and tax mm. software company. I didn't uh, know that. Conglomerate. Yeah, they they bought I think they bought MailChimp maybe two or three years ago. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so if you may, if you're familiar with QuickBooks, Intuit is the company that owns QuickBooks, mm-hmm. um, and so they 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 they've gotten literal about their terms of service. Uh, they uh, the biggest the biggest name is Decrypt. So Decrypt's newsletter, um, mm-hmm. something that I subscribe to actually, um, was kicked off right uh, of the service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also a pretty famous, um, pretty famous NFT artist mm-hmm. who also has been removed from there because he was doing uh, a newsletter as well. Was it um, people or ferocious? No, nah, it wasn't people. No, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't people. Um, I actually, actually have it written down. I have it written down on the newsletter we got. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the Daniel Rob is it Daniel Roberts? No, it wasn't him. Uh, what's his name, man? Uh, but we get it, you know, the kick, the booting off, uh, prominent, yeah, but people. but yeah, but what I wanted to add to this is, is that me and you are old enough to remember when newsletters and email, email, um, subscription services were new and mm-hmm. uh, the 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 um the main internet providers were putting blocks up because people were using the same services mailchimp to uh to to spam people's email boxes with with advertisements mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so i find it kind of hypocritical that they are now doing the same thing that was done to them early in their lifespan cuz remember mm-hmm. there was a time when mailchimp was the new kid on the block, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we don't know if we're going to make it or not, right? Mm-hmm. We we found a way to reach people without actually sending a mail and do people use email? I remember all of that. So mm-hmm. for me, I thought it was kind of weird that um, and, and you know, the crypt is not doing anything wrong, right? And, and neither are the NFT uh, artists out there that are just trying to, you know, cultivate their, their own mailing list. Right. But maybe the best thing for us to do is to create our own decentralized version of MailChimp. You know, that's the other part to that. You know, maybe we need to stop looking at decentralized systems that are connected to these conglomerates mm-hmm. and only deal with the, the smaller companies that are, are crypto crypto friendly. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't have to spend our money because both these companies spent money. Or both these individuals spent money with MailChimp and MailChimp said they don't want their money. So what's the alternative so i guess maybe we need to start looking at that uh a certain way so i'm doing that for our podcast um mm-hmm. there is uh there is a r drive r drive um not r drive r weave um platform that allows you to put your podcast up um on it as well as decentralized um and i think if we're going to be true to ourselves we should be working with as many decentralized organizations as we can or organizations that are crypto friendly because none of us are really decentralized, especially if you if your your core technology is sitting on an AWS server. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure if you were hot, uh, alluding to this guy, Daniel Roberts, with his involvement in the NFTs. Yes. Um, 
So, you know, I think it just boils down to legal matters and culpability. I think uh, Melchip might be covering their legal behinds in, in a way. Maybe it's not, you know, so much of an, an indictment against crypto on their behalf. But, you know, just like just like my man from Shark Tank, Kevin O'Leary, um, he he seemed like he was ardent against crypto, but it was really like there was no clear regulations and he didn't he deals with too much money to be playing around and uh iffy murky waters and uh you know uncertainty and maybe you know Melchimp, which is probably a billion dollar company by now right uh is doing the same they're just being safe you know Look, i, don't, I, I had don't a, think it's horrible but i had know, a mailchimp account when it was free bro that's how that's how far back I go with Mailchimp. Okay. Um, the the artist out that I was talking about was right there, Jesse Friedlands. Um, his apparel his apparel brand, which is pretty cool actually. I, I did spend some time looking at some of his stuff on Twitter and mm -hmm. on his website. But um, I remember when Mailchimp was like new, new, and you could set you know you could do like a thousand, you do like a thousand without having to pay. Right. You guys were new. You guys were crypto at one time is my point. Like mm -hmm. you were you were you were trailblazing. Right. Now, all of a sudden, you're too good. You were disruptive tech. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. disruptive tech is too much for you to handle. Right. Is that what you're yeah. getting at? Yeah, that's my yeah. point. Um. Yeah. So we'll just move on to the next story. And in that, what is going on with this, this CoinDesk, man? I'm telling you. Guys, CoinDesk, tighten up your U UX, please. Uh, <laughs> DeFi platform Akala's stablecoin falls 99% after hackers issue 1.3 billion in tokens. Uh, it goes on to say a bug in the protocol's newly deployed IBTC AUSD liquidity pool left the door wide open for hackers to exploit it. Steve, what in the crypto? Well, Akala is part of um, Polkadot's, I think they got the first parachain on, po on Polkadot. And I think they got the first parachain, I forget what they call their, um, what's the other chain? The Canary chain to- uh, um, That would be, uh, Akuma, um, uh, Kusama, Kusama, Kusama. Yeah, they they also I believe they were one of the first to get uh, a parachain on Kusama too. I forget what they call their their test net, but this is this is the live this is the live parachain Akala's live parachain stablecoin. Um, I think we need to have a stablecoin a stablecoin talk because. The more that I, the more that the, it seems like every week, man, more and more stablecoin stuff is coming up and it's bothersome to me. But to get back to the, the main story, um, they found a bug um, in the misconfiguration of the whole IBTC and AUSD liquidity mm -hmm. pool, which allowed folks to come in and um, exploit the, the, the peg. So they were able to actually just print mint a whole bunch of uh, AUSD. Now, the cool thing about Polkadot is 
they were able to pretty much quarantine and keep every all of it all on the parachain. So only a small amount has gotten away. So it's been it's been how it's been it's been uh, compartmentalized and kind of sectioned off, so that mm -hmm. folks don't lose you know folks don't lose everything. So I would imagine it would be okay, but it it, it it just goes back to this whole idea of anything pegged to the dollar. Like I'm starting to question why we're even doing that. Like, why are we pegging anything to the U.S. dollar? Um, why don't we have on on our chains a way to transact that is algorithmic and totally code based? Well, that's what Luna and, was trying to do. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, why why are we why are we try? But that was that was kind of pegged to the dollar too, though. Right. Um, and I'm kind of getting off topic. Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm getting. You, but you're saying overall we need to have a, a stable coin discussion. Yeah. Because why? Because you're seeing a lot of shady things going on. You're seeing a lot of people getting clipped. You're yeah, I'm the, thinking. The I'm the thinking storm if we're, is coming. Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking in terms of this whole narrative of a stable coin and why it's needed. Um. Is kind of can be confusing to a newbie, right? So, a lot of times people are going on a, 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 a uh, they're going on a Coinbase or Gemini or whatever, and they're taking their Ethereum and they're putting it in the MetaBask, and then they're making a move on, say, uh, you know, a deck somewhere, and they're buying something, and then you know what I mean? They're moving all around. And moving all around and not understanding what a, a, a contract is doing and is what's getting a lot of people in, in trouble. But some of this stuff, yeah, it's scammy. But the other part for me that I'm having a hard time dealing with, and the next story, we're going to dig a little deeper into this, is, is you know this whole narrative of the on-ramp, off-ramp, right? If this was for the off-ramp, the off-ramp is not ASU AUSD. Like, how do you use AUSD? You can't. You, you have to create, you have to send it back to fiat. Mm -hmm. Right? So why aren't we creating a better way to send stuff back to fiat? Mm. It's because it's part of an old system that we're still trying to hold on to, right? We're mm. taking liquidity from the fiat system and bringing it into the digital system. And now we're trying to play, we're trying to have our cake and eat it too. It just makes me think. That's why I said maybe, you know, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll write about it first and then maybe just, just sit down and see if I can't find a couple of people who are trying to develop alternatives to this narrative. Um, and then flesh out the idea but it, it has me thinking is really why i brought that up like what is the real need of a stable coin if we're trying to get rid of fiat if we really are trying to get rid of fiat which i don't think we are but that's another discussion to itself too that's another rabbit hole well it has all the like the benefits of a blockchain right you can can you can send it faster you can do peer-to-peer -peer with a with a stable coin you don't need an intermediary uh, to to do that. I could send you, uh, you know, hundred million dollar in tether right now without a bank or anybody in between that. Um, you know, fees are another thing. 
with Ethereum. But, you know, even Tether operates on other networks like Tron and I think Dai or something like that. And um, they have faster rails for moving Tether around. But, you know, whatever happened to all that talk about Visa uh, integrating USDT or a stablecoin, maybe USDC, into their uh, network in which you can just spend USDC or USDT directly from your card. Um, if you guys know in the comments, let us know, did they ever put that forth? I know a lot of people have crypto cards and stuff like that. Um, you know, spending the USDT straight from your credit I mean, card. Coinbase, Coinbase will let you, Pretty cool. Coinbase, yeah, Coinbase will give you a, uh, and maybe that's their integration. Coinbase will give you a, a, a card that's connected to your account. And, and you can spend your Ethereum or you can spend your BTC mm -hmm. and it'll make the transaction for you. But mm -hmm. my point still remains like me and you are moving trillions of dollars across mm -hmm. any network. So mm -hmm. Khalif, send me, send me, you know, 0.25 Ethereum for mm -hmm. our subscription to whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. I paid five. I paid a half. I paid whatever in Ethereum. Give me back your half of that ethereum why what's mm -hmm. so hard about giving me my back my half of ethereum the rails are already set like we mm -hmm. already you know what i mean now I think the fees the fees to send that little bit of ethereum is high and maybe that's why they came up with this idea but mm -hmm. it's crazy to me like well i think uh the big thing is the governments don't like it right and the u.s is the big dog on the block and when I have, uh, if I have a thousand dollars of tether, um, first of all, that's outside of the U.S. system, even though it's supposedly pegged, right, one to one, right. with some dubious accounting. Right. Uh, already, we're outside of the U.S. system, and then I send it directly to you. Well, if we're talking over $10,000, in some case, just 1,000, that usually sends up some some flags for the, uh, you know, the, uh, the IRS. And, you know, they want to be able to track all this stuff. And did you just, you know, even though we're printing trillions of dollars, did you just print up, you know, another 100 billion USD out of nowhere? And, and it's circulating around and it's like an imposter us dollar uh out there and all that stuff. so that's that's real cause for concern right. um and you know control 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 and you know people get hurt and all that stuff like that um and with their name on it you know imagine uh, somebody takes a steve lee mask uh puts a steve lee mask on and goes around committing all these murders and stuff like that you, you ain't gonna like that <laughs> true you know what i mean true uh, but if i'm but if i'm gonna if i'm gonna interact with you let's say we we have a trend me and you transact mm -hmm. you have a car and we transact in bitcoin mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. that transaction we didn't use a stable coin the only time i'm going to use a stable the only time that i'm going to let's say i sell you my car mm -hmm. for half a bitcoin mm -hmm. right you send me that half a Bitcoin. There's a small fee, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Until I until I take that Bitcoin and convert it into fiat, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. it's still Bitcoin. Right. Why do you need a why do you need why do you need a a a tether? Well, because we're not there yet, right? So like we're just not there yet. We don't have the, you know, we the people on the street, you know, let's say a vendor in Venezuela or Africa, even though these people are you know, some of the the biggest adopters of Bitcoin and crypto right now. Right. Uh, let's just say somebody from a different country that's like, you know, Honduras or something like that. Uh, they, they're they still going to need to convert that because, you know, people are not accepting that on the ground and all that stuff like that. You know, this it, it was a way to kind of like pseudo plug into the system uh, or kind of like be a part of the system have a representation of the dollar without going back to fiat staying in the crypto world the u.s being the reserve currency of the globe everybody knows a dollar is a dollar you know but you and i know that's just a hoax it's hokey pokey. <laughs> yeah and that, hokey that was where i was going ass. next that's mm-hmm. where i was going next we we've got we've got we, we have don't the even pristine know how, collateral right we don't know how many dollars are in the system across the world right, right. every Ooh, every continent Every continent that we we know that we can name between the two of us mm-hmm. has a stash of dollars. Mm-hmm. They transact in dollars. How many dollars each one of these countries have? We mm-hmm. have no idea. On that note, moving on right along. They've been acting like that since I was 20, though. Uh, yeah, great points all around. We're going to get on down to the next story and this my friends is the story of the day we have straight from the u.s department of treasury website thank you steve Mm -hmm. Uh, a press release u.s treasury sanctions notorious virtual currency mixer tornado cash yep the off yeah the office of the foreign assets control ofac Mm. Put the hammer down on Tornado Cash. Mm. Now, <clears throat> Tornado story. Cash. Start from yeah, the beginning. A, Take it from the top. So evidently, um, the U.S. Treasury ha- has had enough of the virtual currency mixer, Tornado Cash, which, mm-hmm. by the way, is not owned or run by any one person. It's a decentralized organization. Mm-hmm. So uh, this mixer allows people to take uh, ill-gotten coins from wherever, however they got them, mix them up, turn them into something new, and then, you know, cash out. Um, so the U.S. Treasury, and this kind of piggybacks off of the number two story, <clears throat> the U.S. Treasury de- uh, Department has has said that um, uh, any 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 account or, or any pools or any accounts or any any addresses. They're starting to pinpoint addresses now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that have had any type of connection to these tornado cash mm-hmm. pools. Um, they shut them down. Like mm-hmm. any, any, like the any, any uh, Coinbase's of the world finances, they can't interact. So they're freezing up stuff. So, so tornado cash as an entity is on the the, the list of. Do not mess with it's it's a done deal blacklist um blacklist so this is big on so many levels now 
there are some people that are saying it's not as big a deal as as people are making out but i would challenge that a little bit simply because this is supposed to be a decentralized autonomous uh uh code-based situation which code is supposed to be connected to freedom of speech speak on it technically Mm -hmm. so there are some folks especially in the legal especially in the legal space that are saying that shouldn't be that shouldn't be so like you're 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 taking people's fifth amendment rights or whatever but um i'm not a legal beagle so i do not know what i can tell you is is that usdc and i've been i've been putting that one eye on them i've been saying for a while i just don't trust them i never trusted alarian who is the ceo i feel like he's been made the kingmaker right uh it starts it starts with uh luna getting decimated right um off the backs of this story here mm-hmm. uh uh dow is is worried about the die being depegged right because they mm-hmm. hold usdc so some of that some of those addresses that were mixed up and and switched over man we just talked about well how do you get your how do you take your 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 digital dollars and convert them into fiat well you gotta you gotta on on you gotta just like you have to uh onboard fiat to crypto you have to offboard crypto to to fiat so i'm guessing the understanding is is if any of these addresses show up saying hey we want to offload they can't it can't happen right um so now die which i believe their treasury is made up of about 32 percent of usdc which i do not understand for the life of me why Mm. but 32% 32% of their treasury or the, the stuff backing their their die is made up of, of USDC and USDC is the lap dog of the treasury department at this point. That's what it looks like to me. I'm just calling the way I see it. Call you know, it. Necessarily, people don't need people don't need to necessarily agree with me, but mm-hmm. it's real fishy, right? Um we 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 lose Luna and that $450 million trade that that sank that algorithmic stable coin at its apex just out of the clear blue everything lined up and now luna's gone right mm-hmm. now we're looking now they started looking at uh tether they did look at tether but tether let them in and i guess maybe they they started playing ball with them um or maybe there's not much that they can do with tether since tether's not us based um and then you have usdc remember usdc was not even talked about for a while there were people that were talking about it, but nobody was really messing with it it was die it was tether it was uh it was luna that's really where everybody was playing when they did um when they when they converted over to um a stable coin right mm-hmm. um now all of a sudden usdc is sitting here and they're they're they're, they're like the lap dog of of the treasury department and i understand it we do need regulation, right? And you stated it too, like <clears throat> you shouldn't be able to move $10,000 or $15,000 or $100,000 or $100 million without the proper channels, understanding where that comes from. I get it. I get it. You do. You can't have mm-hmm. folks out here just straight wilding. Like, you can't have a wild, wild west. I get it. Um, but at the same time, 
um, as an industry, we're creating products, understanding that people are using them for ill-gotten gains. And just like we vote for certain things based on our, our LP tokens and certain and certain other types of um, DAOs, mm -hmm. this type of thing should have been handled internally by Tornado Cash. So I'm not saying Tornado mm -hmm. Cash is totally absolved of responsibility. I'm saying that this is a red flag for an industry that that talks a lot about decentralization, mm -hmm. autonomous, uh, code being the 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 the, the end all be all, right? And not people. It seems that we have our first little little red flag to say, all right, who's next on the list that the that the Treasury Department is gonna come after in the SEC? Because you know what I mean? Typically is Treasury Department, SEC. Last week was the SEC, this week is the US Treasury Department. Like who's next? Right? And Die was scared that they were gonna be next. Yeah, absolutely. To me, Steve, this is uh, just another uh, death rattle for the old system. We have to have these battles. These are the, one of the thousands of battles we're going to have because Bitcoin's creation was so disruptive on so many levels that we don't have yet to even fully understand yet. You, myself, the world, you know, even the, the deepest believers. Right. Um, it's gonna it's gonna go in all the nooks and crannies of not just the financial institutions and financial uh, global financial system, but also like just life, you know. So um, this is just one of the battles. How it shakes out, we'll see. But in my opinion, um, this is a disruptive technology just the same way a car was disruptive when it came. It was hella disruptive to horses and what we had, horse and buggy, and that, that was the dominant form of transportation. And a car is a whole new paradigm, you know? You're not thinking about a, a, a super highway for a car or for a horse or like brakes or, right. or you know. Suspension. Suspension you know, carburetors and all that stuff like that. Uh, it's not, it's beyond the pale. It's beyond your even, you know, consideration. Now we're getting into things that are beyond consideration, but I, I, I would like to say, as far as like disruptive technologies, you know, you cannot say it's just inherently bad because bad people use it. Right. Phones are used every day by drug dealers, the narco, you know, terrorist, um, terrorist, extremist, all the Proud Boys were using phones and all that stuff like that. Right. Uh, criminals use telephones every day. Is anyone trying to ban telephones? They use cars. Uh, cars. They, they, they use drive bank, look, They, they use bank people. accounts. They use bank accounts. Hello. Right. You get hit them where it hurts, Steve. They use <clears> bank <throat> accounts. Right. Right. But like cars, when, when cars became prominent and popular, the average person wasn't able to purchase one because it was expensive for them. But people, the mobsters were buying cars left and right and they'd be whipping around the town in their new car. Right. 
our cars inherently bad? No, it's just a new technology. Usually the people that are like out to do bad will use that to skirt the law, but that doesn't mean this new technology is bad in it, in upon itself. This is what I see with like blockchain and Bitcoin and this technology here where they were obfuscating or for the people that don't, don't know, like Steve just talked about, it mixes up your crypto to the point where they can't trace you. That's the whole point. And, and this leads to a whole thing like, well, a lot of, you know, sometimes uh, bad guys use this for bad things, but you know, sometimes good guys use this for good things, uh, or maybe it's just not as nefarious or illegal, right? So uh, leading to your point with code, uh, a lot of people are going crazy on this. I don't know if you've seen lately, no. uh, but they're saying, you know, they're saying this is scary because, right. you know, this is no joke. Celsius CEO, free and rich, alluding to like, you know, people losing their crypto because of right. Celsius. Voyager, same thing. Sifu, free and rich. Uh, I don't know that scam. I don't know who Sifu is. I don't know is. that either. I don't need Doquan of Luna, Infamy, Free and Rich, Tornado, misspelled Tornado Cash Dev, is in prison. All right? And, you know, lesson, you're allowed to scam people and steal their money, but don't ever think about giving them privacy. Uh, you know, and also, there's so many people that work in factories that make bombs. That kill people. You're not going after the people that are on the assembly line, which right. basically this guy is. He's building the code. You know, he's not telling you how to use it. He's not saying use this for crime. Tornado Cash itself retweeted something from Vitalik on my birthday, <coughs> August 9th. Holla. Vitalik saying I'll, I'll out myself as someone who has used Tornado Cash to donate to this exact cause. So uh, for privacy, uh, uh, the cause of privacy, he donated uh, mm -hmm. using Tornado Cash as a mixer so it couldn't be traced back to him. And he just outed himself to say so, it's needed in some forms, you know, privacy, just like cash. I, I give you a cash transaction. Uh, you know, how much how many ch cash transactions are not registered by the government? A lot, a lot. You know what I mean? And there's still a need for it. That's why people kick back against a, a cashless society because they don't want to lose that point. But this comes up now. Now I'm like Monero, Zcash. Mm -hmm. Is this the turning point where people have the aha moment and Monero goes, you know, ham to a thousand bucks? And uh, people understand that privacy is needed, man. You know, it, it might. It, now, is this is, about pri? My thing is, is this about privacy? It's, it's bigger than that. It's that and others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I want to back up a little bit because, and I want to, I want to poke a little bit at USDC. And me and you have talked about it a little bit offline, but my, I, I went and I looked at a couple of the reports. If you go to USDC's website and look at their initial report mm -hmm. they tell you nothing on those reports about what they have on their balance sheet backing up the usdc nothing mm. 
they 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 basically say it was audited it was signed off on by xyz person so we're supposed to trust that it's a legal document they are still tied to the old system so the only people that really know what's on their balance sheets are the regulators right so if if cryptos if crypto's main nuance is that is that the transaction between Khalif and Steve is right there in front of everybody. So we know Steve gave Khalif one one Ethereum or one Bitcoin. And in Khalif's wallet, he has one Bitcoin. And in Steve's wallet, he has one less Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. We're good. Mm -hmm. Right. Um <clears throat> I don't believe and I could I, I stand corrected and I'll ask anybody in, in the comments to let me know. Um, I don't know what network USDC works on. Are they part uh, of Ethereum? Initially Ethereum, but they also operate on others. Uh, uh, I'm not so sure. they got a contract on Ethereum. Right. Um, okay. USDC built on platform which one? You got USCS. You got USCS. <laughs> USDC. All right, go right to Circle. Let's go to Circle. See what Circle said. Anyway, I know it. They started on. Oh, oh, and I Ethereum. forgot this one. This is another big point. And then I think they go also to Die. They work on that platform. All right. So so the other thing is, is that Coinbase also has something to do with Circle. They help. They are part of the there's an alliance that helped create Circle. And I mm -hmm. forget the name of it off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. But there's layers to this thing. And Coinbase, see right there, where it says Coinbase. Coinbase is part of uh, uh, a group that helped create USDC. Mm -hmm. And so my thing is with all of this is, is that we talk about being open and forthright and that being part of the reason for not transacting illegally on a blockchain because we can all see what wallet everything goes through. We just talked about uh, AUSD and the fact that on, on Polygon, they were able to... Um, they were able to kind of contain the, the the situation versus it, you know, folks making off with $1.2 billion worth of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, in this instance here, where we're talking about a tornado cash that has been operating for how many years now? It's been, uh, it's been operating, it's been operating for a while, right? The code's been written, it's probably sitting on GitHub. Me and you can go right now and create our own tornado cash part two mm -hmm. if we wanted to um, and keep it moving. It's probably already been done. It's probably another 15, 20 of them, mixers. That's just one of many, right? This ain't gonna fix nothing, but it puts us on notice. Like you said, it 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 waves, it waves that. It waves that flag like, hey, are we doing the right thing as a community, not self-governing situations like this? Should it be the federal government that is that is getting involved in this or should it be the community that votes by and large on these these DAOs to say, hey, we got to knock this off. We can't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We can't let this be 
what our platform is used for right mm -hmm. and that's why i said some of the fault does have to go to tornado cash's community because they had mm -hmm. a chance to change that right mm -hmm. but on the other side of that what is usdc really are they a plant are they a trojan horse are they a problem that we need to be paying attention to because sounds like a good uh, sounds like a good rant for a short or something or yeah, maybe a, exactly. a short video four or five minute video exactly. rant you could just pop it in there baby we waiting for it the audience wants it they want it we want the knowledge steve give us some nuggets yeah yeah so i mean these guys are affecting look ethereum solana avalanche tron mm -hmm. algorand stellar flow right adara hashgraph are you kidding me polygon right. phantom near arboretum mm -hmm. arbitrum arbitrum i'm sorry yeah that's but, crazy yeah so like look i mean solana let's just say avalanche the cost compared to ethereum way hey, way no. cheap a, a fractions fraction yeah you uh, the that. speed way faster That's fractions cool. um you know a lot could be said for all the other ones there too i think all of them are faster than ethereum i don't know about after this upgrade but you know hedera hashgraph is like light years uh beyond a lot of these things and they use a whole different protocol. I'm pretty impressed. They have eight native blockchains that it operates on. That's pretty cool. But the thing is, it bottlenecks at the uh, on the exchange level where many of these exchanges only offer the Ethereum alternative and you have to pay. You're forced to pay. You're forced to use Ethereum network to send your USDC. But many are coming up. Many can send on other networks like Solana and Avalanche and all that stuff like that. Um, so we'll see improvement in that that category but like you said it's deeper than we think it is it goes down the rabbit hole it's layers to this and are they government lapdogs um i think steve is going to let us know with his in-depth report reporting <laughs> on it because you know we're going to call him government watchdog steve yeah government man, I, watchdog steve. i ain't never really liked usdc man I, i've Ooh. never liked them Ooh, right but let yeah go ahead i've never liked them i've been more of a we talked about it, i've been more of a die guy i never really liked tether mm -hmm. um and even though i liked even though i really liked doquan and i loved uh what he was doing mm -hmm. um i i didn't i didn't jump right i you know uh depending on what exchange i'm on um rather than taking it off taking my money off and putting it taking that dry powder and putting it back in the fiat i'm just leaving it and die and yeah. now you DPEG die, that's another competitor that's now gone, right? Yeah. That's crazy. And now USD is, did they, did they, did they, did the US government just choose a kingmaker? You know, XRP is in purgatory, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Let's look at the way things are falling. All of a sudden now circle USD, USDC mm -hmm. is, is, right. is, is. And XRP has no known stable coins, but it can create stable coins. It can right. create NFTs. Uh, it's had this capability for years and years before the NFT explosion and even before the stable coin explosion. Uh, XRP Ledger was capable of doing these things, but they had a very specific target to the uh, payments and remittance sectors and the uh, bank interoperability uh, now between banks. Now, I, maybe you could look back on the on the um, episode we did, but remember that tweet from that guy that was talking about uh, USDC, and he was what like, "Well, 
remember the, remember the tweet he was like and we were like well maybe this dude is just mad at usdc but he had said well what what happens if usdc goes down like what happens to the rest of the, the space mm -hmm. and he started looking at um usdc i forget the name of the guy i'm gonna see if i can go back and find it was it bit um, for next bit for next he has a wally coyote on his uh, no nah, it wasn't him it wasn't no nah, it wasn't because he's been a long time uh tether uh hater <laughs> you know maybe not hater but it seems like he had a legitimate uh cause for concern because tether nah, this has like dubious this dude, accounting, but he also this, went after uh usdc did he yeah this dude he went after usdc and was getting clowned and we did post his tweet I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, maybe there's some, maybe there's something here, but maybe there isn't. We don't know. But I don't, it caught my eye because I'm not a really a big fan of USDC myself. Mm -hmm. Um, just something don't seem right, right? Just doesn't seem right. But I'm a, I'm gonna um uh, I'm going to spend some more time on this because I want to really have a better understanding mm -hmm. of where this whole stable coin thing mm -hmm. is going. Because I and think we need we need to talk about it in our industry. We really need to come up with a solution that mm -hmm. allows us to transact mm -hmm. in a way that is code based. Mm -hmm. Rules, not rulers. Right, right. Uh, Steve, do me and us and everybody here on the block a favor. As you you know come through your findings, dish it out. You know, dish us dish us out some nuggets of your findings. What what you've come up with. We're not going to hold you to anything. You know, everything is developing and a lot of things are still in the shadows. So uh, it, it would behoove everybody if somebody like you could just shine a light on certain corners like, hey, you know, this is happening. I'm not sure what's going on, but, you know, we should have an eye on this at least shine a spotlight on it. You know, and it, the nuggets are good because it's digestible. It's not a, you know, 40 page uh you know report, report it's like right. a, it's digestible nuggets we could eat and then at the end of the day it's good for you because then you could just build your thesis on all these different points and nuggets good point. and it's a great way to just build up and be able to look back and see where you hit see where you missed and have a great overall view of it i hope you do that but um back to this just to kind of wrap it up we're going like long in the tooth here this issue with torrent cash tornado cash is everything you said and i think it's more it's like a hydra with like different issues right. and um you know the privacy of course right but also the usdc thing and um but then what about me being a developer i'm arrested now because i made right. some software that's right. You no, know, this this is the point that people are really truly freaking out. You know, this is no joke. Um, damn, I think I just lost it. That thread. I'm gonna look it up again. I'll put it in the comments if I find it, guys. This thread by um, by a ZK Snarks uh, creator, and ZK Snarks is the privacy feature that's enabled on uh, some blockchains, and I think it's coming for bitcoin as well uh some privacy features in which in, in which that can be implemented and sometimes it's programmable where you turn it on and turn it off in certain situations right. he talks about the programmability of privacy 
and also he has a thread about with five different points he goes in depth about what that means for the community and how it could work within the guidelines of government and um you know programmable privacy could be something an area for explosive growth for the crypto market uh so i gotta find that again but it's bigger it's bigger than uh just on the surface of like oh to you know the government's going after some some bad guys with the 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 you know obfuscation or this mixer it's bigger than that you know it's like what about privacy in general what about you know the people that's being sent to jail for this what about the whole decentralization ethos right the community and right i don't need to be vetted to use this uh thing people right. aren't vetted to use the internet it's a so peep, protocol so people tornado cash tornado cash if any any of the mixer is found through because they can they can they can put it they can they have technology where they can put it back together and figure out where that coin originally came from mm. like they can re they can reverse engineer what mm. tornado cash did really that being said yeah that being said and that's what's been that's what's being talked about in other parts of this this discussion is suppose suppose in a liquidity pool on uh uniswap there is a, a part of a token that came from from this does mm-hmm. that mean now you can go after a Uniswap? Right. Right? So this has far this has far reaching issues and then again it goes back to my thing is because USDC was a player in this in this realm and they're the lapdog of and I'm gonna call it what it is they're, they're the lapdog of the US Treasury and the SEC and all these guys, mm-hmm. right? They they have the information to tie and say who gets who gets blacklisted and who doesn't, and what gets blacklisted and what shouldn't, right. right? And now our whole industry is up in arms because what we thought we had control of is now being controlled by this Trojan horse that we didn't really pay attention to, which, by the way, was was co-created or or funded by Coinbase, partially, mm-hmm. right? So now we're looking at you know the places where we're on ramping having our KYC and then as we transact because they they do transact and they do use Ethereum and they do use BTC uh, the blockchains of those those places now you've got my wallet addresses now you guys are now the watchdogs you guys are, 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 the, are the snoops you guys are the FBI of, of, of crypto mm. you know the CSI of crypto <laughs> hey man look it, it goes right. way deeper so i'm gonna leave it there i don't want to get too long with it but it all right deep. the alarm alarm bell has sounded the timer's up we've went way over our time because it was just so juicy it was just so juicy steve thank you for your insight thanks for bringing the top five stories this week to the people on the block we appreciate it and for those out there listening and watching on the block if you got any type of goodness or value from this, please consider hitting like and subscribe and hit that little bell to be notified every time we release new videos 
like this. And if you really want to go in and you didn't have enough crypto for today, check out one of these videos on the left or on the right and get your crypto on. That'll do it for me. I'm Crypto Khalif. That's Steve Lee. We're the Crypto Brothers for the On The Block podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Crypto Brothers out. Peace. Yes, sir. That was a good one.